We got this text. Uh, apparently, today's show is the Today Show is celebrating 25 years in their studio with a little tour uh, today. Uh, are we going to get to see Matt Lauer's sex dungeon? Oh boy, that'd be a good one. And this is Matt Lauer's. It's, he had a button on his desk where he could lock the door. Right. Yeah. So you might want to leave, but he wouldn't let you. Oof. Oof. Um. Or he'd keep everybody out while he was, you know, trying to pick your locks. Real man of genius. What was that ad campaign? Bud Light, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yep, one of the great advertising campaigns ever. And that was Hilarious. the guy from Survivor? Yes. The band Survivor singer? I kind of forgot it was like an actual musician they had. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Is that guy. And the real men of genius, I remember finding those hilarious, but I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. I got uh, a bunch of them here, guys. Do you? Yeah, you want me to play one? I got... Yeah, pick a funny one. Yeah. All right, I don't know which one's funny. I'll fire one right now. All right. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Really Bad Toupee Wearer. Mr. Really Bad Toupee Wearer. More than any neon sign or exploding scoreboard ever could, your chrome dome cover says, Hey guys, look at me. What could you be thinking? You think it looks natural. But it couldn't look phonier if it had a chin strap. <laughs> Made of space-age fibers, it can repel anything. Rain, wind, snow, and especially young women. I don't think so. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Stud in a rug. And crack open another for that thing on your head. I don't think it's Bud Light beer at Isaac Missouri. I don't think it's on straight. <laughs> anyway, so the same guys, same idea. They went from uh, whatever that was. But now they are, the uh, reboots are all the rage now. Everything's getting remade again. So it seems like this ad campaign is back with a slight pivot to uh, certain uh, innovators in the internet culture industry. Okay. Uh, for example, Bud Light presents Internet Heroes of Genius. Today we salute you, online encyclopedia editor. Online encyclopedia editor. You spend all your time editing an internet encyclopedia. Your only compensation? The satisfaction of properly cited sources. You always footnote. We don't know who you are, but somewhere you're out there, making sure the list of mods discovered in the year 1997 is up to date. That's important info. Is everything 100% accurate? No. It's better than accurate. It's free. But donations are appreciated. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, open source Shakespeare, because you change history one keystroke at a time. Online encyclopedia editor. Enjoy responsibly. That actually should be Wikipedia's slogan. It's better than accurate. It's free. (laughs) (laughs) That's some pretty good writing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So they released a new handful of those. They got a uh, they got person who went accidentally viral. Uh, person still <laughs> person that went accidentally viral. You want to hear that one? <laughs> yeah, I can't resist. I don't know. Bud Light presents Internet Heroes of Genius. Internet Heroes of Genius. Today we salute you, person who accidentally went viral. Person who accidentally. 
You showed the world how to dance like no one was watching, even though soon, literally everyone would be watching. 5.6 million likes. One day you were being interviewed by the local news. The next, millions put funny captions on your face. Ain't nobody got time for that. Some famous people get recognized in public for their acting or singing. You for saying crazy well under anesthesia. What the f*** is happening? So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, notorious M.E.M.E., because you're the gift that just keeps on giving. Um, <laughs> the notorious M.E.M.E. M-E. That's pretty funny. That's some good writing. What the f*** is happening? <laughs> that poor little kid that was under anesthesia and his dad videotaped him and put him Terrible on Terrible idea. Take that kid away. Give him to me. I'll take care of him. It's just like Marshall had in one of our newscasts that a 10-year-old climbed El Capitan, the youngest person ever to climb the very dangerous. No, a, a, a couple of parents let a 10-year-old climb. There's probably lots of 10-year-olds that would do it. Mm. How many parents are saying, yeah, it seems like a good idea? Mm. So, you know, it worked out and everything like that, and you get to do whatever you want to do. But uh, me on the top I'm of not El- doing that. A lot, people, the bunch of people fall every year and die. Yep. Me on the top of El Capitan seeing a 10-year-old. What the f- is happening right <laughs> right um i've always been interested in advertising products that everybody knows exists the the philosophy behind that i mean yeah. it's it's a completely different thing yeah. than rolling out a new product or letting you know about something new there's, sure. there's there hasn't been anything new about bud light or coors light or pepsi or coke in right. a very 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 long right. time but yet they when still... was the last time a human being said oh there's like a lower calorie version of budweiser <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean, it obviously does some good. They got the, some of the smartest people in the world with billions of dollars at stake. That that you know, I'm sure have data that show that it it, it pays dividends. But I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works. Mm, just, I would be fascinated to see if Bud Light just stopped advertising for a year. What would happen? Yeah, yeah. I would wonder that too in a meeting. Hey, if we ever tried just not advertising for a year, what would happen? I mean, would we we miss anything? Over time, eventually, people would forget we exist. But sure, over time. Yeah, yeah, but if we took a month off, would would if he took if he took June off advertising Bud Light, would you sell one fewer? I had a Fourth cans? of July. That's beer Christmas. Are you crazy? Would you <laughs> would you sell beer one Christmas. fewer can of it, Bud Light? I don't know. I do not know. You'll notice that the sponsors of this fine program are offering you specific bargains and goods and services that will enrich your lives well while we're talking about advertising i mean i don't mind talking about this only like we do we there, there there's a bed store that we do for years and years and years and years um and you you, you we endorsed yeah yeah we endorsed for years and you could make the, the same bud light argument but with a purchase like that it's you, you buy a bed i don't know how often you buy a bed every right. eight ten years right then when you finally do need a bed, it pops into your head, oh, yeah, that one I've been hearing about. That's what you're hoping for. I think you answered your own question. Is it the same thing with Bud Light and yeah. Coors Light? Yeah, except it's once a week or once a day if you have a problem, and your problem is yeah. you don't plan ahead. An interesting uh, thing <clears> about <throat> these particular, though, that I just mentioned and is uh, people tend to choose one or the other. I don't know that many people that go back and forth between Bud Light and Coors Light or Pepsi and Coke. Mm. You tend to choose one at a fairly young age. Right. And Which stick is with another it. part of it, yeah. I so guess. then, what are they trying to do? Is Does all that advertising? Is all that advertising? Is ninety percent of that advertising just to catch that person before they make that decision? Yeah. At age nineteen or whatever age you decided whether you're a Coors Light person or a Bud Light. I know that's a big part of it. Depends what product you're talking about. Because you got me for the rest of my life, probably. You gave some great examples there. I know car manufacturers are big on that too, because you know it happens a fair amount. You decide you really like, you know, name a brand. 
and and you end up buying a couple, two, three of them. And you what might that, switch, but you might not. And what does that say about human nature when you get into politics or anything else? You know, how, how did you become a Republican or a Democrat? It was, you know, my parents were this or were, were that, and you just stick with it. Um, you know, that can kind of make sense because your parents might be that because of the kind of culture you live in, and that philosophy fits better with your culture. But there's no good reason to make a decision that I'm going to be a Pepsi person and stick with it when Pepsi and Coke are basically the same thing. So are Coors Light and Bud Light. Yeah. And there, there's no... Nobody's... I don't, I've never and known... I was a Miller Light man, Jack. I've Tastes never known, great. Less filling. I've never known anybody that with either one of them like uh, sat down and did a taste test and determined, okay, I think I prefer the Bud Light. Or a weeks-long round and, of taste and tests. And that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life is drink the Bud Light instead of the Coors Light. No. Um... But we do that. I wonder what other stuff we do that with, too, with no more rational reason. We just decided we're going to do this. Are there. Do we pick a R&D over that or. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Probably smart people in politics know that you got to get them in a certain age to be on this track. And maybe they stay that way. Right. Although I don't like right. getting new information about Pepsi-Cola and switch to Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I do. All the time. <laughs> If I was in charge of beer advertising, you know what the ads would be? There'd be a lot of that sound just over and over again in the spot. Because you hear that sound and you like beer, you start thinking, I'd really like a beer. Just the sound of it opening. God, I remember girls in college. Delicious, fizzy taste. Would not drink a Coors Light if you had that because they drink Bud Light or vice versa. And it's just like, what really? Whatever. (laughs) That's the line you're drawing in the sand? (laughs) All right. Yeah, you're picky about this. Okay, red flag, that's, red flag. But that's what's going to end this evening. Yeah. You know, I was a, I, I've always loved beer. I mean, since I was a kid and stole sips from my uncles um, to the point of danger, danger. But I always loved beer. And then I got into microbrews and the fancy beers. I brewed my own beer, which was delicious, just loved it. And then at one point, and I can't remember when it was, I discovered that I really, really loved Budweiser. It is a great American Pilsner. Regular Budweiser. Regular Budweiser. And the red, white, and blue yeah. can. People make jokes about America. it being, you know, the, the dumb guy beer, or the you know, the common beer, or the industrial beer, which it clearly is. It's a damn fine Pilsner. And the the loggers <laughs> and the Pilsners, in terms of uh, brewing, those are the difficult ones to brew. Oh, one of the, the more flavors f- are so subtle, Sean. <laughs> one of the more fascinating things to me is how the whole craft beer boom is essentially off of... Br- Beer Brewer 101, White Belt, Groupon-level entry beer stuff that they had. These overly hoppy things where you any mistake you make, you just put more hops in. Right. So what you're saying is they got they, they Budweiser got it right. Yeah. You can get it anywhere really, really cheap, and then people are trying to m- make it just because it's fun to make stuff at home. That's legit. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, there's some sort of anti-corporate thing that a lot yeah. of people get. Which is fine. Yeah, that's fine, too. Yeah. Even though it's perfectly good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like your corporate burgers where you can say this doesn't taste anything like a burger. No, they're pretty darn good. Sierra Nevada makes the best Sierra Nevada style ale out there. <laughs> I mean, for instance, has anybody ever done taste tests where they roll out a Budweiser with uh, the regular craft of the other? Oh yeah, yeah. And fool people and say, oh, I really like this one. Well, it's yeah, a Budweiser, it's... you idiot! Oh wait a minute, wait a minute. This is having an actual effect on my body chemistry. <laughs> That's disturbing, Michael. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a little break. Right <laughs> yeah, group. yeah, a little more on the, uh, the, 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 the slave reparations foolishness and 
Wow, foolishness. Mm. Yeah, it's absolutely foolishness. Wow. It is Joe illogical, Getty was controversial. it's immoral, it's ridiculous. Controversial comments from Joe Getty. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, also... Of course, uh, he's drinking beer. <laughs> I'm a little drunk. I am, it's true. Armstrong and Getty. Reparations, by definition, are only given to victims. So the moment you give me reparations, you've made me into a victim without my consent. Not just that, you've made one-third of black Americans who poll against reparations into victims without their consent. And black Americans have fought too long for the right to define themselves to be spoken for in such a condescending manner. You know, there's way too much confiscating of people's money and giving it to other people because it sounds good to you. I think we could start there. It is just such an impossibility, and it bothers me to see people, A, being pandered to, and B, being tricked into this idea that if if I can convince you that you don't have a chance, then you'll be dependent on me as a politician or a political party, and I will hold that power over you for the rest of your life. I find that to be repugnant. Well, who is that we just heard from? Oh, that's a good point. That's... um. Sean? Uh, Coleman Hughes. He's a, yeah. uh, most notably a writer for Quillet magazine. Um, I've been on the scene for about a year or so. Uh, grad student. Very bright. Young black guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking about he doesn't want reparations, and it was not met very well in the uh, by some there. Yeah, he was heckled. In the crowd. Told to shut up. Uh, yeah, you know, the and listen, the pro, there are so many logical problems with this. If you begin with... Uh, the descendants of those who were abused as slaves, and and I get the post-slavery, you know, Jim Crow era and the early 20th century was a nightmare and the rest of it. Uh, I, I get that, but where does it stop? Certainly, American Indians have a fabulous claim, or Native Americans, whatever you want to, whatever term. You know, I happen to be of uh, substantially Irish heritage. There was terrible discrimination against Irish people. wasn't the same. wasn't as bad, but you know. I got to get some reparations for that, right? And just the list is very, very long. And then you get into the logistical problem of, and my favorite example of this is uh, Kamala Harris, whose father was a black man of Jamaican descent. So it's entirely possible his descendants were slaves. I mean, I don't know it to be true, but it's possible were slaves brought to the Americas hundreds of years ago, but not by any Americans or the United States. And then Kamala herself, or I'm sorry, her her mother's family, no, I got it backward. Yeah, no, her mother's family is of Indian descent. So how does that work? And then Barack Obama is even better. His dad was a black man from Kenya, a Kenyan. That family didn't get shipped anywhere. They're still in Kenya. And his, his home country in Kenya. Thank you, Michelle. And uh, and his mom was a white woman who somebody traced back. Her family may well have descended from slave owners. So what the hell does Barack Obama do? Does he write a check or get one? 
And then, then Write a you check got, to himself. And then you have a, uh, a body of people who have a much more logical approach. It's still wrong, but at least it makes sense that, well, listen, no, we're not going to write checks to people. We're going to invest tremendous amount of taxpayer money in programs to, to help black folks in the modern world. Well, again, at least that makes sense. But, you know, my argument would be, or my discussion point would be, there have already been many trillions of dollars spent on that very idea. They have been miserably unsuccessful and have created dependence in a lot of ways. And that sort of thing is ongoing. So you're just asking for more spending on certain social programs. Okay, that's fine, and we can talk about that, but don't call it reparations. But again, and, and I, I may be wrong on this. God forbid, it will never happen. It's completely unimplementable, and it's just pandering and delivering a, a message. The, one of the most insidious things politicians do is they convince you you can have no happiness or life without them. I hate that message. I think most of the Democratic candidates are for reparations. Biden is not. Even if they know it's idiotic in their hearts, they say they're in favor of it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Emergency White House meeting going on right now after Iran launches an attack on a U.S. drone. AOC doubling down on concentration camp statements and America's least favorite vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) America's least favorite vegetable. All right. Don't eat it until you hear this. Armstrong and Getty. Breaking news! Breaking news, Michael! Breaking news! When news breaks, the donkey brays. Yes. Were you just going to launch into it? What? According to Deborah J. Saunders, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, quoting uh, pool reporter Rob Crilly, Trump just said, the president, I imagine someone made a mistake in shooting down the drone. We didn't have a man or woman in the drone. It would have made a big, big difference. I have a big, big feeling someone made a mistake. I suspect very strongly that the U.S. and Iran have been talking through back channels and the message has been exchanged that things could go crazy. Now we need to restore sanity. And uh, I'm going to say it was a mistake. You don't do anything like that again. And everybody will keep cool. I suspect that was the conversation. Or I suppose it could have been a mistake. They could have reached. They could have reached out back channel. They don't want to say it out loud, right? The back channel said, "Hey, we didn't intend that." Hey, that was a guy. He was a, a major. Uh, he did that. No, no, we did not tell him to do that. It's possible. Either one of those, I suppose, is true. Yeah. So that's an off ramp. That's what they call an off ramp. That's, that's a fine metaphor. This is an off ramp. Everyone the, can grasp the president saying. Eh, it's a mistake. So yeah, they made a mistake. A big, although, or is that a threat? They made a big, big mistake. No, because he said if a man or woman had been in there, it would have been a big, big difference. That's a big, big tweet. I tell you what. So there you go. Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. As we were saying, Central Command saying a U.S. drone was shot down in international airspace above the Strait of Hormuz, but Iran is claiming the drone was in Iranian airspace on a spy mission. U.S. defense officials calling the move an unprovoked attack. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi advising caution to the Trump administration. Advice it sounds like they're taking. I think it's a dangerous situation. The high tension wires are up in the region. Uh, We have to uh, uh, be uh, strong and strategic about how we protect our interests. We also cannot be reckless. 
I'm sure it reminds her when uh, Kaiser Wilhelm was taken out, or uh, Franz Ferdinand, or whoever that was in World War One. <laughs> um, so, we when we talked to Mike Lyons, uh, CBS military analyst, earlier this morning, who was just terrific. He he mentioned a technique that I had forgotten about or hadn't heard about that countries like Iran will claim some tiny little island, say yeah, that's right. our island, and everybody else will be like, "What are you talking about? That's not your island." But they'll claim it, and then they'll claim twelve, thirteen miles international uh, right. uh, space out right. into international waters because yeah. that's the law of navigation, and then go up into outer space from there and claim that that is their airspace. Nobody else agrees, but their right. official doctrine is, yeah, yeah, it was in our airspace because it was over that turtle in the Strait of Hormuz that we claimed was an Iranian turtle. All right. So, yeah, that's why they're claiming that. Turtles it's, it's, don't come from countries. It's d- <laughs> Exactly, Sean. Exactly. The, the previous <laughs> Trump tweet from earlier makes looks different now. Yes. Right. That we have heard from Deborah Saunders. So earlier, Donald Trump tweeted, Iran made a very big mistake, which sounds like a threat. Like you say to someone, you just made a big mistake. Exactly. As opposed to, you just made a really big mistake. You knocked that over. Oh, my and goodness. And it cost us a lot right. of money. I'm so sorry. And I know you didn't mean to do it, so. The, the, the verbiage of, from Iran made a big mistake to someone in Iran made right. a big mistake okay. is, is, I think, a big part of the off-ramp that, that seems to be being constructed as yes. we speak. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, it's as if the president sometimes makes it difficult to understand what the hell he's trying to say. Hmm. A zealot accidentally hit the button, and that's why we blew the drone out of the sky. Exactly. Yeah. A zealot. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is on the defensive, challenging the way that the U.S. is housing migrants at the border. This is what she said yesterday. The United States is running concentration camps on our southern border, and that is exactly what they are. Now, in a counterpoint, you're a race-baiting idiot. In a tweet, AOC upped the ante, saying Congress should not fund the caging of kids and families. Now, fellow politicians, including Wyoming Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney, were quick to condemn her uh, remarks, saying that AOC had demeaned the memory of the six million Jews killed in the Holocaust. Ocasio-Cortez has responded by saying concentration camps are considered by experts as, quote, the mass detention of civilians without trial, and she is not backing down. Which is technically true, but we mm, all know what imagery sorta. which we all know what imagery she was trying to evoke. I mean that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, that that was some serious spinning and parsing. The right. Holocaust Museum in Israel, which is considered the ground zero of Holocaust Museum sort of stuff, uh, they they blasted her in a tweet and said she needs to learn about concentration camps and stuff. So whatever. I'm kind of curious, Marshall, having used the phrase that AOC up the ante. Positive, Sean, you're an avid poker player. Have you ever once in your life been engaged in a game of poker where somebody said, yeah, I'm going to up the ante? Well, that's a different game then. I agree. To t- <laughs> the, 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 the table stakes I agreed to have now changed. I need to adjust my bankroll and play accordingly. <laughs> they say, what do you, you can't do that. See, you don't do that. No, you can just raise my bet. You don't get to change the right. fundamental rules of the poker table, sir. <laughs> what, just because you say so? No. All right, we have the results of a very, What's very... next? Are we going to play Kangaroo Straights? <laughs> two, four, six, eight, ten? Ooh, deuces and one eye Jacks Wild, too? Oh, two? that'd be exciting! Who isn't that fun? <laughs> we have the results of a very extended survey of American adults to determine the country's least favorite vegetable. Oh, boy. And here is what we found. 2000. Got to be an onion. 
What? The oh. onion is fat. Oh, I love God. onions. God, I, get... I will order a pizza. I have done this and will again. Double onion. That's it. Oh. It's the only topping. I don't I don't get onions on anything, but um, the other day, I, I got a Subway sandwich and they put onions on it. And I don't speak Spanish, so it's right. just, it was too difficult to figure out. But anyway. Was this in Mexico? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was just picking the onions off. And my hands smelled like onions all day long, mm. no matter what kind of soap ah, or yes. dishwashing detergent or whatever I scrubbed uh, on. Wow. I just, it's disgusting. So I'm going with I hate the onion. All right, here we go. 2,000 U.S. adults were asked to determine the list of best to worst vegetables. Oh, wow, we get to hear the best. best. Yes. Oh, this gonna, is exciting. We're going to start at the top. Cucumbers are sensual. What is that sound? Oh, that's radios clicking out all over America. <laughs> People are sensuous. <laughs> the most popular... Actually, guys, the yes. onion is not a vegetable. It's a legume. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's a primate. All right. The- <laughs> Not an ape, it's a monkey. <laughs> the mo- the favorite vegetable in the U.S. is corn. Yes! It's a fine vegetable. And so delicious and so cheap and so easy to prepare. And it's oh. in everything we eat. <laughs> Coming next, we got potatoes, carrots, and tomatoes. The potato is not a vegetable. Well, well, that's on their list. No. So sorry. No, what is it? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a potato. It's a sandwich. <laughs> it's, a, it's a taco. It's a, it's a root or a legume or something. Right. Then you've got your onions and your green beans. Yep. And near the bottom of the list, here's how the really bottom of the list... Really unfortunate pairing for green beans there. I feel like that's a that's a flaw. Near the bottom of the list, you've got your broccoli, your radishes. I like broccoli. Radishes. When I was a kid, my mom would set out a bowl of radishes almost every night. Oh, yeah. And I'd eat them. We'd eat them. Yeah. I like radishes. My uh, wife hates them. I don't know if my kids have ever seen a radish. Oh. All right. Next to the most... Practically child abuse. Next to the most hated vegetable... Brussels sprouts. So that's the second one. Yes, this Judy likes them. She likes them baked and a little seasoning. Oh, I'm gagging. All right, none of, the, none of those I like. I will eat them. I'll uh, eat Brussels sprouts. They're fine. They're healthy. Yeah, they're fine. I'll yeah. eat them and I don't choke them down. But I would never want that. I would never. Oh, broccoli, a little Parmesan cheese on there is delicious. I don't desire oh, it at all. Mm, Least favorite vegetable in the United States right now is the lowly. Turnip. <laughs> I don't want none. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever even had a turnip. I don't think I have either. Oh, and me yeah, neither. I have. Oh boy, not good. So none of us have even had one. Yeah, it's not a very well liked vegetable. <laughs> okay. Gotta get this turnip farm. Things will change for us soon. Boy. For some reason, I'm, I'm compulsed to like bring some in tomorrow so we can all yeah. try turnips. I'm not yeah. sure I even know what one looks like. I'm picturing a radish, but do they look? It similar? looks like a bigger radish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, potatoes, yams, cassava, and plantain are vegetables, but don't count toward your five servings a day because they mainly contribute starch to your diet. Other root vegetables, yes, uh, blah, 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 but they don't do you any good. Okay, there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Um, Got some interesting uh, text about uh, Biden's little dust-up over segregationists and uh, what it does to his campaign and who's going to win and Joe says Biden can't so if not him who and I uh, got a couple of texts on that are worth mentioning Okey-doke. among other things away on the Armstrong and Getty show Armstrong and Getty the Armstrong and Getty show 
read some of the things I read. I just got sucked into a story I was reading about some guy who fell off the balcony at a hotel and is in a coma on his wedding night. I just, and why, why do I read stuff like that? I, I do that regularly. Hmm. I just, fell or was she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, my. That's unfortunate. Uh, I, I do that either reading or listening to news. I'll, get, I'll be like into a story and I'll think, why am I listening to this? <laughs> I don't need it for the show. I'm not interested in it. It's just, what What am I doing? I don't right. know. It's weird. Weird how that Sucked happens. in. Uh, if you have an onion smell on your finger, somebody said put lemon on there and that'll make the smell go away. Then you smell like lemon. So it's kind of right. like. Bringing in monkeys to get rid of the tigers or exactly. whatever you just end up with. Bathe in tomatoes to get rid of the lemon scent. <laughs> exactly. And spray yourself in skunk juice to get rid of the lemon. Whatever. Um, got a couple of texts on this. So we discussed throughout the morning how Joe Biden, um, I don't know if it was a gaffe or not. He was talking to a closed room and I don't think he'd ever it would ever come out. But he was explaining how he used to work with segregationists. And you need to be able to work with people you don't get along with, which is clearly true, to get anything done in Congress. And I would say the fact that he chose segregationists to illustrate the point clearly indicates he couldn't stand them, which was his point. He just, as usual with Biden, I don't think he explained it very well. But anyway, people have jumped all over it and saying you can't work with segregationists. That's not good. You know, that sort of thing. And... uh, um. So anyway, so Joe's saying there's no way Biden becomes a nominee. And then I say, if not Biden, who? Because that's a pretty big opening there. And we got a bunch of people weighing with this. Happens all the time. No, it doesn't mean they're right, but Hillary is waiting in the wings. Oh, no! no. You don't think she is? No. Oh, (laughs) man! You hope that she's not? or, Or actually don't think she is? Well, both. Um, I (laughs) I don't see how she could read this and say... Now's my time. But again, she's... <laughs> I don't see how she could either. She's missed but, that note every other yeah, time she's tried right. it as well. Yeah, right. yeah, right. good point. I think Gruesome Gavin Newsom is a better possibility either than Hillary. One yeah, of, yeah. Either one of them would be would be something. If if Biden falters like to the point of he's... I don't, I don't think he'll be driven out by a scandal. Him saying to Cory Booker, no, you need to apologize. I, I don't think he's going to... I don't think he's going to get backed into a... Right, right. We'll see. It, you know, it's obviously. Uh, oh, I would not be hired as the spokesperson for the most progressive Americans. <laughs> I would be a bad choice. So I'm not sure exactly how that'll go. I just Joe Biden does not have a filter, and there's like being too calculated. Hillary Clinton, for instance. Then there's being so uncalculated that you're just you say dumb stuff. Doesn't hurt Trump. Or didn't hurt Trump. Well, he's, he got a, he's he got reinvented the art. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if if I have to put money. I think the the ticket will be some combination of Harris, Mayor Pete, and Elizabeth Warren. I think some combination of those three will be the the final two. Boy, be, would would Liz take the second slot? Because she's way too left to be the president. But you might get out the progressive vote if you make her the Veep. Yeah, I, I think it'd be either Harris as the nominee with Pete as the VP or Pete as the nominee with Warren as the Veep. Pete's too reasonable and nice to be the vice presidential candidate. You need an attack dog. Although Pence really wasn't. But Elizabeth Warren would be a great attack dog out there on the trail as but, your vice presidential agreed. candidate. But She'd be the, great at that. The interest of, of now both vice presidential candidates are from the same state. So they kind of have a weird... Mm. Um, I don't know. Huh. I feel like that provides some interesting ground for them to kind of clash on. Uh, do you think there will be huge ratings for the debate Wednesday and Thursday night? I think it'll be pretty strong. 
I don't know about middle you. Middle of the dang summer. Well, yeah, and and most of America, uh, quite appropriately, isn't crazy into it. No, no, not at all. And good for you. Yeah. So Baxter was uh, running around like a lunatic in the backyard this morning, and um, I got uh, an email from a listener, uh, Dick, who uh, sent along a link to an AKC article about the Zoomies. Catching your dog running around in circle at top speeds around the backyard or the house or uh, what's going on there. Um, the Zoomies. Yeah, Judy and I used to say Onyx was on a tear. Um <laughs> But Baxter did that this morning. He just ran around the backyard like a lunatic, back and forth, and like assume the play posture. And all I'd have to do is go, huh? And he would take off again and run. Oh, it's it's hilarious to watch. Just love it. And essentially, they say it's it's after like uh, in the morning because they've been quiet all night and they've just got a lot of energy, or maybe they had to sit still, or they've been crated, or always after bath haven't been walked after bath. Interesting. Um, Sometimes it's after a good poop. Just really puts him in a good mood. I know. I feel lighter and faster. I, oh, I can relate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's it's fun. Anytime, if you've ever seen a dog do it, it's absolutely hilarious. But then they get to, are zoomies safe? Oh, geez. As long as there are no obstacles in the way well, and harm you. Oh, well, shut our, up. Our pug so got, on, got on the zoomies <laughs> last night and just, I don't know what started, but he was just out of control, just running a million miles an hour and came around and got on the tile <laughs> floor and lost his footing and started spinning like this and smashed into the uh, refrigerator, then bounced into the wall and then back into the refrigerator like a ping pong ball. Boy, the kids found that amusing. Oh, but I, I was watching him run around and I, I was enjoying it so much I forgot to turn off the wood chipper. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's right. crocodile pit. And remember, if your dog is, has the zoomies, make sure there are no obstacles. Oh, shut up. The dog's running around and it's happy. Are Zoomies safe? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Gentlemen, this is Final Thoughts Manifest with Armstrong and Getty. I see you know your judo well. Joe Getty. I heard that one, and the imitation is terrible, but the last line made it worth it. Oh, let's get a final thought from everybody on the squad. There he is in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought. Hey, today was a special day for me. I refused to eat a donut. We had somebody Congratulations. Bring, yes, we had somebody bring in donuts, and I turned them down. You and me both. Yeah, your time is used up. Shut up. Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, I, uh, best, least favorite, I don't know. The rankings list are silly, but I will say that there is no more flexible or versatile vegetable than the humble potato. It can go with any meal in any number of ways, and they are all delicious. That's no vegetable. Fried in the French style. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Mashed. Baked, <laughs> baked in the Alaskan style. So many good. <laughs> Mike or uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thought, please. Well, well, gentlemen, as you know, I'm on a roll. What with now being the almost certain winner of the Armstrong and Getty 2020 Democratic Political Death Pool. Check out rundowns and details at armstrongandgetty.com. And again, I already won once on Scratchers this week. Three more to go this afternoon. So perhaps tomorrow I will once again bring home the pork product. Jack, your final thought? I got nothing. I got nothing. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I just got nothing. Nothing. I'm not interested in anything. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing amuses me. You want to argue about what's a vegetable and what's not? Uh, my final thought is, oh, man, I'm going to be riveted by the latest developments with Iran. What what direction does it go? Is this actually a cooling off? Everybody's stepping back and realizing eh, we're getting into something nobody wants. 
and where it goes from here, we shall see. You just never know when you're dealing with religious fundamentalists, you know, and to what extent they're calling the shots. They have a different view of the world than we do. Right. Man, that's a sucky neighborhood, the Middle East. God, I'd say. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who think so little time, go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the links, the articles, the videos we mentioned for you. Uh, Also, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you missed something, uh, a lot of good stuff today, check out the podcast, wherever podcasts are given away for free, because we're stupid. Our full intention is to see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. And the show's over. What? Bye-bye. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Armstrong and Getty.